0: Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. Terrence Oglesby, Hornets analyst on Bally Sports South. He joins us once more to discuss Charlotte and their performance last night. Terrence, how are you doing today?
1: I'm doing well, gentlemen. How
0: are you guys feeling? We're doing well. We appreciate you hopping on once more. We've talked a lot over the last few days. Lots of Hornets basketball, but that's the way the NBA season works. We always have a new game to discuss. I want to start with the positive first. Brandon Miller with a new career high in just his third game ever to start his career. 20 points, almost a double-double, nine rebounds. Steve Clifford said he played well offensively. Terrence, what did you think about the rookie's uh, outing against the Nets?
1: Really good offensively and really good defensively for the first 42 minutes. I think that'd be the big thing. He gave up some easy ones uh, towards the end of the game, but gosh, how impressed can you be with how this young man's playing? What is he, 19 years old or whatever he is? I mean, just so talented, long, athletic, can score at all three levels, has really shot the ball well, right at 44% from three through three games, and he's leading all rookies in scoring. So, and there's been no chatter about potential rookie of the year. If this continues, I don't see how you ignore him. And I understand... You've gotten off to a less than what you've wanted start, but at the same time, there have been bright spots, and the biggest one of them all has been Brandon Miller.
0: No, it's clearly Brandon, and and this it's not even just, especially what he did in the first half last night, scoring 16, but especially what he did even in the first two games of his NBA career. Now, the rest of the team, uh, Terrence, it looked like the five-out offense really hurt uh, Charlotte, especially with Mark Williams in there. I, I know Steve Clifford said, we can't just have teams go small and kill us like that. They eventually went to P.J. Washington at center. I thought he did a pretty good job. What did you make of the matchup? Five out, no Nick Claxton for Brooklyn, and still trying to go with Mark Williams out there?
1: You know what? They pretty much abandoned it. But here's the problem. Mark Williams goes eight for eight. He goes 16 points. I think he had eight boards or something like that. And then at the same time, I, I didn't necessarily think he was the problem in the first half. The problem in the first half was that first quarter with all those fast break points. And it was live ball turnovers, a couple of bad shots, but more than anything, it was – the first play of the game was a great draw-up by Steve Clifford, and P.J. Washington misses an easy one. Then they And what happens is, is if you're missing easy ones, you're out of position to get back and get in front of the basketball. So they had guards miss layups, and then they're trying to get back, and then they're already out of spots that they need to be in simply because they've missed the layups, ended up on the floor, they're not getting back. So that's one problem. Another thing is, is they're having a hard time, you know, the the rotations and Ben Simmons, Ben Simmons is almost back to where he was at, at his peak. Uh, And I know that's a big statement, but all that being said, like he started this chain of reaction for the Brooklyn Nets that turned out to be really difficult to defend simply because Brooklyn was playing against closeouts all night. There was never really a set defense. And as a result, For the first three quarters, it made it really hard for some of these rotations, especially for a bigger player like a Mark Williams. So he struggled on that end of the floor because of all those rotations, and therefore it just made it really difficult for the harness to keep him on the floor. Terrence, Wes here. When you look at this Hornets team, they're second currently in the NBA in pace, but dead last in three-point shooting. What do you see are some of the ills that they've been having shooting the basketball? Is it shot selection? Is it uh, flaws in maybe the, the offensive scheme that they're running and not doing it properly? Like, what are you seeing right now? Well, they take a good amount of bad ones. And a lot of this is coming down to, hey, LaMelo's your creator, and LaMelo still is – trying to find his way in right he only became cleared what a month ago i think steve clifford said he's still trying to find his rhythm and i think that's going to come with time uh, as far as the rest of the guys are concerned it's kind of hard to tell i mean you, pj washington has not shot the ball well at all uh, especially from beyond the arc he had a great first game and ever since then it's like you're kind of waiting to see and you're wanting more and i think eventually they're going to get more accustomed to each other and how they play but there's going to come a time where, hey, if you don't knock down shots, you're not going to have the opportunity to move forward. And Terry Rozier, you expect him to pick it up. He's only shooting 20% so far. P.J. Washington either needs to hit shots or stop shooting them. And uh, LaMelo just needs more rhythm. So I think it has more to do with that. Some of these guys you expect to make shots, J.T. Thor being one of them. You want him to be in the mid-30s. He's only hitting a fourth of his right now. They're getting decent shots. Eventually, you're just going to have to knock them down and let the rust kind of just fall where it may because now you're going into game four on the road tomorrow against Houston, a team that defensively has some guys that are really tough, and you got to have those other guys make shots, especially when you're able to create. And Terrence, when you look at LaMelo Ball, and like you said, you know that eventually he will come out of this slump. But what do you think, how worried should fans be? Because this is a big year for LaMelo. So when do you anticipate that he could maybe start to find that rhythm? You know, it's hard. I think when everything becomes routine again. And I know that might be a loaded statement that that puts a lot of ambiguity in my answer. But when it becomes routine again, to where it's not where Lamel is like, all right, I'm back, I'm ready to go, I'm ready to go. And when it's like, okay, we have a game on Thursday, what do I do? Are we back in the routine? I I don't feel the pressure that I did now that I do did, did you know at the beginning of the season. I think that's what kind of where it's at. And his balance isn't quite there. Uh, you know, there's a lot to be said, guys. Like he's 6'7", 195, 200 pounds or something like that. He's getting bumped around off his spots. Now, I do like the fact that he's trying to attack the rim a little bit more. You saw that against Detroit. But it's, it's going to take time, especially for somebody like LaMelo, who's unorthodox in his approach anyway. He's all rhythm and all feel. So it's going to take him some time. I would think five to ten games just to where everything becomes routine once more.
0: That is Terrence Oglesby joining us on the Body Works Plus guest hotline, giving us some of the feedback, some of the recap from the Hornets' three-game start to the season. Of course, you can find him on Bally Sports South as the Hornets' live analyst. Terrence, it's always fun, man. We appreciate you hopping on once more.
1: Thanks, right, Terrence. Absolutely. Thanks for having me, guys.